Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. hosted by two girls one goth now we've been apart for a few weeks i know it feels weird we're back together we're at billy's house you guys are drinking mocktails i'm having a beer like we're we're back together almost yes almost. And it's a new year same pod <laughs> new year same pod yeah new year same pod but mm-hmm. um i'm excited to be with you guys again me too we're gonna have so Me much too. fun we just ordered sushi we're gonna have ourselves a time i yes. just got some christmas presents from billy and alexis i forgot to get them christmas presents we but... didn't agree to exchange i just we always do and i did the thing where like i saw something i was like they would like that <laughs> like i'm so susceptible to like it, like um commercials and things yeah, yeah like an like, impulse buy they would like that oh that's perfect for them but going back to our episode where we we're talking about gift giving that is the correct way to give a gift yes i just haven't seen anything that screams alexis or billy <laughs> as of yet no but we are very i'm very specific yeah I'm kind yeah of specific too i know mm-hmm. but you never it might come to me in the middle of the year it may. that's what makes sure. a gift a that gift is, that's right that's, that's big, wonderful yes. big surprise well it is january 13th do we need to go into the dark day today we absolutely do january 13th in 2004, Harold Shipman, who was a British general practitioner, just a regular doctor, was thought to have killed more than 200 people, and he was found hanged in his cell today in 2004. Now, this guy between – this is how a serial killer can go for this long. From 1975 to 1998 – think about that. It's 23 years. Yep. Shipman used his position as a trusted family physician, you know, the guy that you would go to for, you know, the guy down the street. That's what you would do. To murder as many as 250 of his patients by lethal injection. Which is insane. He's like one of Britain's, like, obviously most notorious, not notorious, but has killed the most people. I've never even heard of this guy before. No. So he would diagnose his patients with illnesses that they didn't have, and then he would inject them with a lethal dose of diomorphine. Mm-hmm. So he did this. Well, uh, the, his first known was March of 75, 70 year old Eva Lyons. And um, he was actually fired that year for forging prescriptions, but he just kept getting sort of like warning letters and things like that. So he always targeted the most vulnerable. 
And his oldest victim was 93. His youngest was 41. He would he would do this lethal dose of diamorphine and then either watch them die right there or then send them home to die. That's so fucked up. It's just such an odd thing. Like they say killers who kill lots of people, it's about power and things like that. And it's just such a anticlimactic. Like, what is he, why does he feel powerful that way? You know what I mean? He's not doing it. Like, I'm just trying to understand what he's getting out of that. Well, I guess it's like the aspect of playing God or whatever. Wasn't there, was it Dr. Death? There was a season about that where there was like a nurse that was doing this. I feel, I listened to something a few years ago that was very similar to this whole situation. But this guy's, like his whole thing was so fucked up because people kind of had reported him to the police and they were just kind of overlooking things. They didn't do background searches on him. So they could have prevented so many other deaths and they just failed to do anything. Yeah. Right. And even back then, I mean, now even they have problems firing doctors and keeping their records straight in modern times with digital record keeping and things like that. But between 75 and 98, it's like you just quit and go work somewhere else. Change Mm -hmm. your name. Who's going to prove you otherwise? Right. Exactly. And then this, what this guy, this guy was doing fine up until he tried to get some money out of it because he was trying to forge a will of one of his victims. And then, you know, as soon as money finally takes hold, doesn't matter if you're killing, you know, uh, dozens and dozens of people, when you start dealing with money, somebody, somebody's ears prick up and Mm -hmm. that happens right there. So yes, that happened. He hung himself. He could only be charged with 15 murders, but it's estimated that his kill count is anywhere between 250 to 450. Oh my gosh. So, so insane. Insane. Wow. Never even heard of him. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't either. So we have a good episode for you guys. It's going to be Randy with excitement. Yeah. Billy has prepared something very exciting for us for True Crime Rewind. But until then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. This part of the podcast, we're each bringing a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand. We're either prosecuting it or defending it. You know, something that's been grinding our gears or something that we're so passionate about that we just got to talk about how much we love it. Then at the end of our uh, conversation, we're going to vote if it's guilty or not guilty, bring it to Instagram, have our listeners vote, and then we'll see how our minds are thinking about said Things. Yes. So um, I'm going to start it off because I was recently on a flight. Planes are fucking disgusting. Like, I, especially since COVID, it is like where the nastiest part of humanity lives. Like, you're in a plane, you're seeing the worst of everybody. People are coughing everywhere. They're nasty. They haven't showered. It stinks. They're farting. They're being mean to flight attendants. They're mean. It just really Cranky. brings out the yeah. worst. And you're also noticing it a lot more, too, because yes. I think a lot of this was happening before. Yeah. But every cough, every thing, every time somebody sort of steps out a little bit out of line, you're going, you're your antenna's aware. up, you're hyper aware because yeah. we've seen so many videos and then obviously the coughing thing. So it's like, we're on it. Yes. So as a baseline, uh, airports, planes, they're so disgusting. Dislike. But what makes it even more disgusting is the concept of wearing open-toed shoes or sandals on mm, a plane. Yeah. So no. that is what I am putting on the stand today. I think wearing sandals on a plane is the nastiest thing in the entire world. Like on top of all the shit you just have to deal with to begin with to get on a plane, all the mm-hmm. germs, you now have to stare at somebody's gross, Grimy. nasty toes. No. 
I uh, agree with you. Thank uh, you. Under maybe, there might be some circumstance where the person cannot wear a closed-toed shoe, and that I would understand. But Medical for the reasons, mo- yes, but of course. But for the most part, absolutely not. Don't do this. And also, don't wear if you're a man. Don't wear shorts either. And yeah. also, by the way, don't wear a a short sleeve shirt. Wear a long sleeve shirt. So when I'm cover on up your the, entire body, <laughs> cover up your entire body. In fact, just wear a giant plastic suit. Well, like I don't want to. If if we're sharing an armrest, I don't want to touch your skin and like they're so prickly your arm. Yeah, cover oh, your I, arm. I completely agree with that. Well, it's like they make Sorry. airplanes freezing as a baseline, so it's like it's perfect for yeah. you know at least wearing one thin layer that's going to cover up all of your skin that you might come in contact with another person. If you take a look at the. Uh, videos of how people flew in the 60s and 70s and you see dressed up you see not only how dressed up they are but also how far apart the seats are the seats are it it, i'm talking about in regular seats and coach not just you know it's just it looks luxurious and listen i i love that we're, we're able to fly i think it's fantastic it's also incredibly inexpensive these days to fly but if everyone did their part it would be a lot more happy experience than it is. Kind of crazy that flying is like the only thing in life that has gone downhill over yeah. time. Everything else has gotten more luxury. Yeah, and just simpler and easier and more convenient. And flying has just gotten nastier and nastier. But, but flying has gotten kind of cheaper a little bit, though. Much cheaper. Much yeah. cheaper. But no, it also used to be easy to stroll onto a plane. And now it's like two hours early for security. I mean, it's gotten much more mm-hmm. complicated as a process rather than simplified for security issues, which we understand. We understand. But it would well. be nice to get on a plane and not have to look at somebody's toenails. Yeah, like in really quick, like hop on like an Uber. Imagine how nice that would be. Uh, I'm going to say there's one more caveat too. If you lose all your luggage and all you have is sandals, we're yes. going to give you a pass there too. <laughs> but the amount of uh, feet that I have seen not covered up going through security and on the planes, yes. not all those people lost their luggage. That's another thing like too. When, do you, when you're not wearing them, you have to go, go. Feet would be so cold. Well, go, th- go through security and you have to take off your shoes you're putting your bare and feet your bare ground. feet are on the ground. I've and seen no, that no, happen no. before. They don't clean those grounds. Oh no. Ever. No, no, no. Oh no. So we're doing it right now. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. I'm going to go with guilty. Okay. Ugh. All right. I'm going to go next. Okay. All right. So we initially were going to try and do, and we will do this in the future. We're going to do a liquor episode. Yeah. But um, I got a date wrong. Actually, a website got the date wrong as far as when prohibition was. like, we're going to do a big, big prohibition liquor. I was so theme. excited for it. Uh, it's ironic that we're drinking mocktails too, but um, it, it wouldn't work anyway. It's better if we're, if we're, if we're not uh, doing the mocktails. But... I when I asked a few bartender friends like what is the big things in the industry that like you Good would trend. like to put on the stand? Oh. And they said celebrity tequilas. Oh. oh, yes. And I said, "Why? What's wrong with celebrity tequilas?" And then this is what uh my friend Leah said. She said they're not very authentic in flavor profile, and some are made using diffusers to extract the sugar from the agave instead of cooking it, making a bland, subpar spirit that doesn't taste much like traditional tequila. Mm. Now, this is what's happening now. Because of the celebrity's reach, the American palate will start to change, and then we'll like this thing that we call tequila, but it's not really tequila. Ooh. That's potentially what can happen. So a lot mm. of the celebrity brands that are out there, they taste nothing like it's it originally was meant to be. And then you have all of these these old generations, this, these families that have been making their own tequila right. that's actually really good. And then somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm on a TV show. Here's my tequila. Yeah, why is everybody making... Te- I know maybe because tequila is just like... Tr- I guess people, right people used to make vodka. Like there was all these like celebrity Ciroc, vodka. It was like P. Diddy's and stuff. Uh-huh. And then now people are just moving on to tequila. It's like, where's the celebrity gin? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, but if Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Aviation Wait gin. Wait a second, which, though. Which I want to know about 
is does Casamigos fit in here? Because that's my favorite tequila. But apparently, Casamigos is actually like not good tequila. Oh no! I've heard this but recently. It's so smooth yeah. that we that's think the reason it's why. smooth. We think it's smooth, but it's not. It's like yes. exactly what he was talking about. It's yes. like we have this now. Our palate's getting kind of changed because of all of them. Because you think of Casamigos because of whatever branding and marketing and price point they George put it Clooney at. George Clooney sitting George in Mexico Clooney. on a beach. <laughs> what else do you yeah. need? Oh, like of course. Or even George Clooney in Lake Como too. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. But yeah. What she did say is she said um, Codigo Tequila by George Strait is actually really good. Oh, never heard of it. Interesting. Random. Dos Hombres, yeah. which is by uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron yeah. Paul, is actually solid. There's an ad. There's a big ad for it on the liquor store down, down the, street the street from your house. I know. I know. Wait, is there's there's is mezcal, isn't it? Or is it, it is, tequila? It's Dos Hombres mezcal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, but th- those are are two of it. Yeah. But like, and what what she was saying is is that you know what? If you're a celebrity and you want to do something, break into another market. Go into absinthe. That's what I'm saying. Go do do something new. Absinthe, Amari, or something fucking weird like that. That's what you I don't even know what so. Amari is. <laughs> I love these ideas. Yeah. So, celebrity tequila. I'm saying no. I think we have enough. We've got The Rock. We've got uh, the guys from Breaking Bad. The Rock has one? Kendall Jenner has yeah. one tequila. Kendall Jenner. Uh, George Clooney. Clooney. I mean, I say guilty. There guilty. And there are probably... Many other tequila brands out there that have been in generations yes. that are authentic lives, to Mexico. Are, yes. yeah. and they're, 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 that you can go support and enjoy, that you don't need to be giving Kendall Jenner your $50. She's got enough money. Yes. She's got enough money as All right, it is. Tight. So guilty. 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 All right. Go make some absinthe. All right. Well, I'm next. So the talk of our doctor friend who is killing lots of people, this has me really... <laughs> our doctor friend. Our doctor friend from the dark day. Um, this has me really feeling... I'm going to, I'm defending something. I'm putting something on the stand that I love that was born out of sort of the COVID years. Okay. I love a teledoc. Oh yeah, you do. Mm. I, everyone can agree who, everyone hates going to the doctor for something like a sinus infection Yeah. or like, you know, a sore throat or my foot hurts or like there's something in my eye Teladoc, you don't leave your house. Yeah. Like, it's the same shit a doctor would do if you schlepped yourself. Mine's at the hospital in Kaiser. It's like a huge to-do to go. Especially now with COVID and, like, everything going on right now. Right. And, like, I can't get in without, like, a month. It takes me, like, a month, so I have to go to urgent care. I'm like, no. Teladoc, worth every penny. Don't leave your couch, especially if you're sick. And it's, it's like, even when COVID's over, if that ever happens, um, I'm going to go with Teladoc for most shit. I don't want to go to the doctor. Unless that doctor has to literally look at like an abrasion that's on your body or like look down your throat give for you stitches something or te- give you t- a test. Yeah. Well, we also have to trust that you're doing your, your, your when you're that you actually have a thermometer that works, though. What, your own? Yes. I don't have a thermometer at all. Okay, well, there's that's a problem then. Because if you're sick and you're just saying, it's just a science infection. Meanwhile, it's something else like, I don't know, an appendicitis. And you have an 104 fever. Does appendicitis raise your fever? I yeah. did do a teledoc <laughs> when I had appendicitis. But this is one of the things... I did the teledoc and she was like telling me to do all these things, like press on my stomach, different places and like lay down and jump up and down and all this. And she's like, well, this is something, any sort of an abdominal pain is really hard to do over teledoc. Cause mm-hmm. it could be a billion different things. It could be gas or it could be you're dying and everything in between. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's like really hard. If a doctor is not on you, they want to touch your stomach yeah. and see where you're like distended or yes. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for most things, it's like, I don't but, need to go in. Yeah, yeah. I think like if you need a, a prescription free filled, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it's because they want to get that 
not only that copay, but also that payment from the hundred dollars or whatever it is from. So they want you to go in. So oh. this is what I like. Yeah, now it's like I can just call up and be like, "Hey, here's your ten dollar copay." Yeah, and then I don't have to go in, and you can give me my prescription. Yes, Teladoc is genius. Teladoc's genius, and um, I love it. And it goes along with you know a lot of people didn't think they could work from home. Companies are like we don't always have to be places, mm-hmm. right? Especially in a city like LA, it's so hard to get everywhere. It's so hard. But to it's go been to the it's such a nice. Uh, way around a lengthy appointment. Okay, so I say not guilty, but with a caveat that you should uh, tread with caution. Caution? Caution. Caution? What are you, like a 78-year-old Long Island woman? (laughs) Tread with caution. Caution. Tread with caution. Listen, Jack, Mm. you know what? My my friend Jack, she almost died. (laughs) Then she called the (laughs) Teladoc. All right, what do you say, Jack? Oh, I love the Teladoc. Not guilty. But if you are having pain on the bottom right of your abdomen, (laughs) then go straight to the urgent care. If you're having an emergency, emergency emergency hang up and dial 911. Yes, Yes. that is true, too. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. That was like the easiest on the stand. None of this was controversial. That's no. right. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, Billy is introducing a new segment. A brand new segment. I can't wait to see how this goes. <laughs> when I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop, or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways, and with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences, and before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 
10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. What are we going to do? Road trip. This is ridiculous. Ah, thanks. I needed that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new segment for Killing Time. It's the road trip. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to share with you all the spookiest trips and vacations that you can take, places that we've gone to, because this is the, these are the things that sometimes we like to do, give you the inside info on what to do, what to see, and also discuss the proper road trip playlist and outfit and how to get there. All right. So the first trip we're going to go to is we're going to go back home to my home, also Alexis's home, back to Long Island, and visit perhaps the most famous of all haunted houses, the Amityville Horror house. Dun, dun, dun. Scary. And I actually don't, well, up until today, I didn't really know much about this house at all. So this is very exciting for me to take this you yes. know, virtual road trip. So we are headed to Long Island, the south shore of Long Island, uh, Suffolk County, right above uh, Jones Beach, sort of, and, and Gilgo Beach area, to Amityville. Now, the Amityville Horror House is a house that is on Ocean Drive. It got famous because of a book and a movie called The Amityville Horror, which was purportedly the true account of this family called the Lutzes, who were a nice family, who moved into a nice colonial house on Long Island and fled in terror 28 days later. Now, what they wrote is now said to be probably a hoax, but the true story is far more chilling mm. than this house. So in this house, on November 13, 1974... The DeFeos, which is Ronald DeFeo Sr. and his wife Louise, and four siblings, Dawn, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew, were all sleeping in their beds in the house at 112 Ocean Avenue. When a killer methodically walked from room to room and shot them all with a 35 caliber rifle. So you have a family of six dead. Later that afternoon, this happened in early morning. Later that afternoon, the eldest son of the family who didn't live with them, a guy named Ronald DeFeo, ran into Henry's Bar on Merrick Avenue and yelled, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. The people inside the bar ran out. They ran down the street to the house, and then they discovered the bodies. Now, you've got a son who's 23 years old who lives in the city saying that his six family members are murdered. They bring him in. His stories is really inconsistent. He starts saying that the mob, this was a mob hit. Mm -hmm. We all know that the mob didn't kill kids anyway. Why would you kill the kids? Why would you do it in their sleep? Anything like that. The next day, they lean on him even more, and he confesses. He said he killed all six of his family members for the insurance because mm -hmm. uh, he was getting rid of um, having to share it with any of his his brothers and sisters. Tale as old as time. It was a $200,000 life insurance policy. Now, this house is a beautiful house. It's a Dutch colonial. Wait, I have. I want to go back. Okay. because yeah, okay. I have questions too. <laughs> go, go, go. Jumping too far ahead. Okay, so when we said that we we're going to do this, I listened to a podcast about the house just so I could you know, get myself mm -hmm. a little bit acquainted to everything going on. So I learned when he murdered his family, I guess 
each family member, he murdered them while they were in bed and they were all shot in the back and all, they're all found just like face down, like in bed. Correct. Nobody had moved. Mm -hmm. And then also nobody had heard any gunshots. So we had fired like six shots, but nobody Mm -hmm. around heard anything at all, which I guess was really weird because the gunshot, I guess, could ring like a mile away. And how did the other ones not hear the others being shot? So there is, I guess, some like... I don't think they know, but a thought was that he might have like drugged, drugged them, them mm-hmm. when they sleep. Yeah, because you would have thought that. I mean, even if he had murdered the parents first, that one of his sisters would have gotten mm-hmm. up and like gotten at least out of bed or sat up or something. So if he had even killed them while they're in bed, they were all like face down, yeah, shot in the back. Yeah, because the fifth the the fifth person would have heard four gunshots. The sixth, you know, like the, towards you, the end, the people probably would have woken up. Exactly, and I'm sure they weren't done like right after there was probably totally. a few minutes between so yes. that that part i thought was really bizarre because there was really no explanation for that mm-hmm. that i know of and so you know the house is it's a big house it's a million dollar house it is obviously it's very much devalued because of what happened here uh the next family that moves in the next year the lutzes um they flee in terror they're ranting and raving about evil spirits floating pigs oozing slime so we're going to go to this place right now. So going on this road trip, we're going back to Long Island. What kind of car are we going to drive? What kind of transportation? If we're going to Long Island, it's got to be an IROC Z Camaro. Why an IROC Z Camaro? Because growing up on Long Island in, you know, the late eighties and granted the, the crime took, took place in the, in the seventies, but growing up, the IROC Z Camaro was the car to have. It was the ultimate car. That was the car. If you had just gotten a brand new IROC Z Camaro, you were the king shit of the neighborhood. Now, I have a question about this Camaro because it seems that it uh, is a two-door and <laughs> might only have two seats. Yeah, so, so who's, who's not going the back? on the trip? Uh, you know what? This is kind of a, um, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of tr- trying to be symbolic or experiential about this. Oh, we're so. not planning that. I was no, we're not. <laughs> to rent a car right now because I thought that's what we're doing. Yeah, yes. I would probably end up being the one in in either in between you two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the center console. For yes, sure. you would sit on the like center little, console. Like a little chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. It was that car and it was the Monte Carlo. For some reason, the Monte Carlo became a big car that, that a lot of kids liked. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, when I think about cars on Long Island, I always just think about the Ford Crown Victoria. Like, it's what all the cops mm-hmm. drove. It's mm-hmm. what all the men, like old old Italians drove. I just mm-hmm. feel like the Ford Crown Victoria, I see it. I see them on the, yeah. free, on the uh, parkways and stuff. Right. So that's where I'm going. Okay. Okay. I know nothing about cars to interject. Well, no. just put your, pick your favorite car then. Those sound good. Uh, a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> a Jeep Wrangler. Okay. A Jeep Wrangler can fit us all. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nice four door. All right. So you go on a, a, a trip. You've got your transportation. Let's go to soundtrack. Uh, I always make, whenever I go on a road trip, I will always make a, um, a soundtrack for it. Try to make a playlist. Yep. If we're going to Long Island, it's got to be It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. That was the ant. You couldn't go anywhere and not hear that. You, If you were walking around or driving around Long Island. I've heard of it. What song you, is this? It Takes Two to make a thing go right. Oh, uh, oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like, was national. <laughs> I know, but Long, Long Island, though, it was there was a law that you actually had to play it in your car every day. Yeah, you had to. First song when you turn on the car. Okay, yes. well, I'm going to go next. I'm going with Billy Joel Ooh. because he's the king of Long Island and like everyone's got to, I ran into Billy Joel on Long Island story. Oh, yes. so except for me, but yeah, I don't have one either. 
but how many people did we see when we were shooting Unraveled who were like, I ran into Billy Joel at the yeah. park the yeah. other day. <laughs> Wait, Everyone that runs is, into him. That is amazing. Everyone has like, and, a, oh, I saw Billy Joel at the, the deli yeah, the other day. Yeah. Well, it's and like we, a local celebrity, but he's like a massive celebrity. Massive, yeah. 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 Now there was even one thing. Yeah, because we were in Syosset, we would go around to like Cold Spring Heart. Like we were in the in his neck of the woods too. Yeah. We never saw him. Yeah. That's so funny. Mm, yeah. I was looking for that little bald head though. Yeah. <laughs> what soundtrack would you do? Jack? Soundtrack. What are you gonna put on the soundtrack? I don't know. You're going to Long Island. Look at me and Alexis. What what song stream scream us from on Long Island? I don't know. Is there a good answer for this? No. I don't know. I would I would go with some like East Coast rap like Jay Z. Mm. You know. Probably not of the time, but but well, still, yeah. I don't know. At least we're going regional. We're making little, it modern. We're broken. making it modern. I might also want to put on to DeFeo, who uh, who's the guy that killed his his, uh, his whole family. He loves soul music. I interviewed like so, one of his like former friends, and his favorite song was the song "The Backstabbers" by the OJ's. Uh, and he used to play it all the time. He's one of those guys that would play it on a jukebox. This is all not the a time. sensitive name <laughs> for a song. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up. Wait, what? Yeah. It's called backstabbers, backstabbers by the OJ's. <laughs> they smile in your. No, they, Whoa. You didn't know that. But I the hate name, that. That's so rude. They smile in your. No, but this is before OJ. That was what was yeah, so ironic. Yeah, that's what makes it so. Yes, that's what makes it so fucked up. Well, now they just seem rude when they're not. Yeah, they, that's they smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place. The backstabbers. That's that's how the song goes. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, yikes! You know, you feel it's kind of like bad luck. It was kind of like when coronavirus happened, and then Corona beer got you know all their yeah. stock went down and stuff. It wasn't their fault. No, Corona's a happy word until last Recently. two years. <laughs> Jared went to Corona High School. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, I put this on here too. Are you the t- you know? Listen, we're feeling out this segment. Are you the type that coordinates outfits for a road trip? Or do you just wear something as comfortable as possible? Well, it's going to depend on the time of the year. So if we're thinking we're going now. No, we're going in the summer. It's hot. Just, hot. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what are you wearing to Wait, Long then Island? then I want to change. Maybe I want like a convertible car or something like that. Okay. The wind in my hair kind of a situation. I want a boat. And what would you... I want a boat there. Do, because there is a boat dock. On, oh, and aren't they on the water? They are on the kind water. Of, oh, yes. We're so, taking a fucking yacht. Yeah, that's right. Okay, there you go. Super yacht. What do you? What's the outfit? What are you wearing? A Nautical be- chic. Bikini. To Long Island. Okay. Boat clothes. Okay. Wait, no. You know, I also have an accessory that I really need. Something that piqued my interest about the description of this house and the paranormal stuff. I'm going to bring a net. Because you mentioned floating pigs, mm-hmm. and that is interesting. Where does the net come in place? I'm going to catch one. Mm. The pig in the water? <laughs> no, the floating pig. The floating pig. They float in the air. The goat pig ghost. What kind of a net are you having? Paranormal net. <laughs> okay. it's, I'm going to get one that shoots out of my wrist like Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Catch, catch the floating pig Spider-Man. right out of the sky. I was like, this net is very vague that you're describing. I'm like, okay. is it a fishing net? Is it a net you use in a pool to like yes and clean yes. up the leaves? Yes and yes. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. So by the way, the, the pig. I thought like maybe like a net, like one of those like hair pieces from back in the day. Not a terrible idea to catch the floating pig yes. right in your face. Yes. The pig's name was Jody, by the way. The floating, you're lying. The flo- I swear to God. How the fuck did the pig have a name? You know what? Let's listen because we're going on the trip right now. Here's what we're doing. We're in the. I. I mean, I listen. I had us in a car. You have us in a boat. Stop eating popcorn. Okay. Ro- it's my road trip snack. <laughs> we drive down the Southern State Parkway to get to Amityville. Now, at the corner of Ocean and Merrick Road, still stands the Pizza Shop shop where DeFeo used to hang out in. And once he actually, I, I talked to somebody and said, like he th- he was just a big 
rich bully, this kid. And he threatened to throw the cash register through the window. You can still get a slice there. You can walk next door to B&B Fish and Clam, which mm. is in the 70s was Henry's Bar, which is where he hung out, also where he ran to and said, my family's dead. And then they, they all ran back. Also, by the way, this kid went by Brock, too. That was his nickname. It's not a bad name. No, Butch. Oh, Butch. Yes. Why do I think Brock? I prefer Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did I get Brock from? I prefer, from? I prefer Brock. <laughs> um, so if you're going to have a cocktail there, obviously you got to have a Long Island iced tea. You're on the South Shore of Long Island. Oh, uh, no. Yes. It sounds you know like such a headache. I, I don't even think I've ever had a Long Island iced tea before, and I'm not starting now. They have every kind not of alcohol in it. Yes. Every kind of, it, it's every clear really, alcohol. Alexis? Vodka, gin, rum, tequila, sour mix, triple sec, and Coke. Oh, yep. my God. Thank you mm-hmm. for telling me. I Do you not know that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. <laughs> you're welcome. Jack. All right. So we, we're, we're full of our Long Island iced teas. We're going to walk down Ocean Avenue we're now. We're fucked up. We're, and we're on the food drink of Long had, Island iced tea. Dude, I'm, if I'm drinking Long Island iced teas, I'm already at the hospital, but yes. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on my way. So now the house was originally 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, but now it's 108 because they thought they would be tricky and try to, but, but it's not, but you can't not see it. Now, the windows that used to be uh, – the house was built sideways, by the way. If you've ever seen some of these colonial houses, it's because the, the original guy that built the house didn't want to mow the lawn. So he wanted to stretch it out so he didn't want to oh. mow the lawn, which is kind of Wait, funny. Wait, so it faces the other house? It, yeah, it faces the other house. That's not a – that's like an invasion of privacy. Yeah. Um, Wait, the, so is the house still up? Like, the we, house you can is go still see up. It as it's, is. it's beautiful. The signature eyebrow windows are gone because they tried to change those so people wouldn't gawk at them because that's like the, mo- the biggest the thing. thing about the house. But yeah. you could still go there. Now, when the Lutz moved, Lutzes moved in a year after the murder, a friend said they should have the house blessed. Now, they brought in a priest, and apparently, when the priest flicked holy water on the walls, he heard a voice that said, Get out. Oh, okay. Mm, I'd be more interested if it sizzled. Okay. Mm. But then he started getting steam. He his his when he left that house, apparently his skin started sizzling and he got stigmata on his hands. Mm. I'm skeptical. Okay. Probably caught on an old rusty nail that was protruding. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic mix up. Mix up, dude. <laughs> Innocent mistake. Now they say the Lutzes then say they started seeing strange things in the house. A fifty piece marching band in the living room. Kinda cool. That's okay. Free entertainment. Yeah. Green slime oozing from keyholes. Weird. Mod. Swarms of flies. Mm. Very like, very... Uh, I don't know if that's seeing things. Or do they fucking leave a bunch of trash yeah. out and like maggots grew and, and they were embarrassed. cracked flies. <laughs> yeah. And Jody the floating pig. Again, I really need to know Good. where the name origin, like did the pig talk to them? Did they name it Jody? It's a weird name for a pig. I'm also very interested in Jody. Yeah. I yes. want to know more. So they go to the town <laughs> library and they go and do some research and they find out that a man named Ketchum, who was a practicing witch who was chased out of Salem during the witch hunt error, had set up shop 500 feet from the property centuries before the murders. Mm-hmm. There was also another story that said that uh, Native American bones had been discovered on the premises. And another said that the area sat where uh, the Shinnecock used to house their sick, dying, and dead. Now, this all sounded really good. It's very poltergeisty yeah. kind of thing. I went to interview the Amityville Historical Society guy, the curator, and, and he's just like, yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened at all. Apparently, they they sat with their lawyer. Their lawyer said they sat with a bunch of bottles of wine and just started drinking and came up with this idea for for a horror novel. They, they did 45 hours of tape. They gave it to a man named Jay Anson. Jay Anson wrote a book and it sold 10 million copies. Whoa. And went on to become a movie series. 
Damn. Now, so if we're we're on this uh, this trip right here, if you walk uh, by it, go take your photos, take your selfies. Don't go on the lawn. Somebody lives there, right? Somebody lives there. I did once <laughs> knock on the guy's door when I was working a story on this. Rules don't apply to Billy. No. But um, <laughs> and I had my daughter with me because I was hustling, and I was like, I can uh, didn't have a babysitter. I had it was a Saturday. I had, yeah, and the guy was very pissed. At Way me. to put your daughter in harm's I'm way. Putting my daughter in harm's way at the Amityville. <laughs> we use her house. as a pawn so no one can get too mad at exactly. you. It's like I'm holding a baby. I'm sir. holding yeah. a baby. Have you no Lower respect? Your voice. Wait. I looked up more about Jody the so Pig. So did I. What did you find? Uh, we're probably in the same thing. Are you on AmityHorrorFandom.com <laughs> yeah. slash wiki? Great. So me and Jack Jody are going to... Jody overview? Yeah. Yeah. Jody parentheses uh-huh. overview. Um, I'll say the first part. So Jody was actually the imaginary friend of Missy Lutz. Um, and uh, But apparently she was more than just an imaginary <laughs> friend. Yes, she was. She was a demon. Well, I can't speak. She was a demonic pig. Not a nice pig, a demonic pig. A demonic. So I guess she started out as. But like, was was her imaginary friend a pig? Or we was, need to know more. I want to know more. Or was it a person named Jody in it as kind of like, you know, it's moved its way into. And Jody yeah. was a pig. And then so she manifested this, yes. this like afterlife we persona. Need, we need to know more. We need too. more on it. Yes. So um, that's that would be it. You can get some selfies, post them up on Instagram for that road trip. But then I'm going to take you all on a side trip. Now, there is a house that we used to always go to as kids uh, when we first got our driver's license at night called the Massapequa Hell House. Did you ever go to this? I did not. All right. So we call it the Massapequa Satan House, the Witch House. Now, there's a house in a regular street. So think about all of these split-level houses, split-level houses, and then there's a haunted mansion. Okay. That these people built. Uh, it's on 214 Daniel Road. And the um, it's got turrets. It's got a bleeding maroon sidewalk. It's got a hearse parked in the driveway. It's got all of these things, like candles in the windows, oh. and we would go there just to just to like freak out and things like that. And it was just a place where kid, there would usually be five or six uh, carloads of kids there every night, just going past it, trying to freak out about it. Was it actually haunted? Does it have nobody a story? Knows. Uh, we, nobody knows. Or people have just they've made this as like a thing to do. It's, they just made, it was just a thing to do. Okay. It yeah. looks fucking creepy. It is incredibly creepy. And um, so that would be the little side trip. It's only two, two miles away. Cute. All right. So well, not cute, but yeah. fun, <laughs> fun, scary, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now it comes to souvenirs. I love souvenirs. Always want to get souvenirs for any trip that I go on. There's no, you know, they were actually going to turn this into a bed and breakfast at one point, the Amityville Horror House. They wanted to move it to the center of town. They should have. They didn't, they didn't do it. Uh, there's no real place to get souvenirs, but you got, so you got to go to Etsy. And often when I go places, I do check out Etsy because the Etsy yeah. stuff is great. Etsy's amazing. There's um, this uh, Etsy uh, creator named Bubblegum Labs who has created an amazing uh, uh, sort of uh, kawaii uh, horror enamel set of the house, but also of Jody. Yeah, Jody's like dog house, which I, or pig house, as it were. It's pig really house. cute. It's cute. Love me some Jody. Yes, demon pig. And then there's also one other thing too that I thought was good from uh, somebody called the Busy Heart, which is a Amityville Horror Library checkout card necklace. You guys are probably too young to know what checkout cards were, aren't you? No, we're not. I don't you remember those? Card. Yeah, okay. but you remember these cards though? Yeah, we're on the the cusp, but I think we, uh-huh. we left them there. Yeah, they didn't come with us. Our, well, they'd come in no, the book. No. Oh, they did. Yeah. 
No, they would come in the book and then you would write out your name and then they would stamp it. Then they would keep it there so they knew who had it. Yeah. And then you would yeah. go in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You, the book would have it You're in probably it, like the then... last ones to, to ever see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're yeah, the we're generation. We got it both. We're on the end. Mm-hmm. I, I love these souvenirs. That's a that was a good touch, Billy. Listen, I love I love swag, love souvenirs. So that is our road trip. I'm looking forward to the next road trip. <laughs> Jack is going to take us somewhere wonderful and spooky. I am. Yes. I thought this was your segment. No, you're gonna you're gonna have gone places too. Oh God, you're gonna have got yes. Oh. Alexis loves going to spooky places. I love. Just, I look forward to this. You were just in Sedona. That's it. I sure was. Sedona has a haunted tour. All right. Well, that was a delight, Billy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So now we're going to hear about the worst things that you people have done. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning, family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? It's a new year, but you guys are all still terrible people, and you are <laughs> delivering and sharing your uh, most shamed, worst things you've ever done. You call and you tell us so we can make you feel better about it, because everyone's a little bit bad. Yes. You know? And we'll find a silver lining. It's in there somewhere, whether it's growth, a lesson learned, or, you know, we haven't had it yet, but eventually maybe we'll just say, like, you're a terrible person. I know. We actually haven't had, like, a straight-up bad person yet. No, because no. It's a, people are so nuanced, as I like to say, and as I get made fun of for always saying that word. But it's true. It's like there's too much gray to be so black and white about everything. I yes. agree. So on with the first. Hi. I am calling to tell you the worst thing I've ever done. Um, it still makes me cringe to this day. And now I'm about to explain it. Um, anyway, I was the first one of my friend group to get pregnant and have a baby. Um, we did the gender reveal, the cake thing, cut the cake, whatever color the cake is, that's what you're having. I had a boy. Um, gender reveals, I feel like, are very over-exaggerated. all worth it, in my opinion. But anyway, um about a year and a half later, my best friend got pregnant. And right from the beginning, I just knew she was having a girl. I could just tell. Um, she had morning sickness. Every every sign that tells you you're having a girl, she had it. Um, and so her and her husband went to the doctor. They found out together at the doctor's office what they were having. And she was doing a gender reveal for her friends, um, and I was so anxious. I really wanted to know what this baby was. It was a girl or a boy. I was really hoping she was having a girl because I 
was didn't have a girl, and I was excited to spoil one. Um, so I tried, you know, getting her to tell me what they were having before the reveal, but she wouldn't. And the reveal was, like, two weeks away, which felt like eternity. At the time, I was also really close with her husband. We were just all really good friends. And so one day I decided, I don't even know why I thought about it, but I came up with this plan that I was going to trick her husband into telling me what they were having, kind of thinking it was not going to work, but also kind of thinking, oh, my gosh, it could work. Um, So randomly out of the blue, I called him, really not expecting him to answer his phone. But he did. And I was like, hey, so my friend's name <laughs> called me and told me you guys are having a girl. Congratulations. And the phone went silent for a second. And right then I just knew. I was like, shit, I messed up. I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I should stop now. But I didn't. And he said, she called you and told you that? And I was like, yeah, congratulations. And he was like, I can't believe she called you and told you. And I was like, she didn't. I'm just kidding. Gotcha. I knew it was a girl. (laughs) Ha ha. He did not think it was funny. She called me immediately after. My friend called me immediately after. She was super mad. I was uninvited to the gender reveal party. They were having a girl. I was right after all. Um, it was a really awkward couple of months every time I saw him because I knew he was way more mad at me than my friend was. Um, and every once in a while, I think about it and like, mm, cringe, shouldn't have done that. Um, but we're still best friends. I talk to her literally every single day on the way to work, um, all as well. Probably because of that, I was cursed and I have only boys. But anyways, that's the worst thing i ever done definitely still makes me cringe. Okay, there's like a meme going right around right now that I've seen lately. And it's like, hey, have you ever gone home after like a social outing? Oh, and yeah, you're, you're just like, like, not my best work. <laughs> not my best work. <laughs> it's like, it's so, f- this is such like a weird best friend mistake to make. Because you yeah. think like you're above these norms of like, oh, you, I can know before the party. But people get so superstitious and weird about this shit. Yeah. That it's like, it's an innocent. I think it's funny. Well, I'm just confused because normally for a gender reveal, aren't the parents finding out for the first time too? I think so, but it can also be like we know and we're going to reveal it to the grandparents and everyone no, else. No, it's, it's like, usually the yeah. I, I think it's it's not necessarily the parents or no. It's not like the doctor comes in and says, my, "I made you a cake." No, it's well, my usually, understanding that it's the parents are surprised. That's, that's a normal yeah, way. But they, I think they, they tell did. somebody else like a close friend, and then they prepare whatever if it's the whatever. Really? And the parents are surprised. Yeah, and that's why. That's they, why you see all those videos on Barstool of them doing a gender reveal and then the dad's like fuck Mm because they're having a girl which Mm -hmm. is like so fucking ridiculous but you know fragile masculinity or whatever um i think this is so hilarious i do too i I think it's so funny i just love that you cared so much about your friends it's like it's like a curb episode you're like larry david of like your price it's like it's like i must know two weeks was an eternity i have to do anything anything to get to the bottom of this (laughs) like i cannot 
cannot accept that I will not know this whole time. Yeah. And I love that she probably caused like a kerfuffle between the two parents because <laughs> the dad was probably like, she's not coming. did you fucking call her or she's did not, you tell her? She's mm-hmm. not coming to the party. She's, she's my best friend. She has to come. She's, no, she she's not coming. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, You're such a little troublemaker. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys are still friends. I mean, that's not something that could ruin a friendship. You didn't ruin it for the mom. No. You just tricked the mom and didn't, you just knew before you were supposed you to. You knew before you were yeah, supposed to. Yeah, because you're some sort yeah. of a medium or something. No, yes. you're just, you're just, you or need you to know. Or you flipped a coin. <laughs> yeah. I have a brain like this. Like, I know your pain. Like, sometimes there's no explanation. I just need to fucking understand or know or, like, I need a thing yeah. to happen. No, I agree. We're all insane in that way, to yeah. a degree. Uh, yeah, so, and she, uh, you know, what do you think about her getting cursed? I mean, that's with all her, boys. That's her own I mean, it's just, some people would say all boys is a blessing, not a curse. It just depends on your experience and perspective. Shoot. It would be a curse for me. It would be a good <laughs> world. God. It would be a curse for me. For, I mean, Jack having three boys. Well, that won't happen because I've got five frozen babies right now. Mm. Little girls. I have eight little eggs. Yeah. Well, you don't whose, know what those whose are. Whose future was really up for grabs. You don't know. I do. Yeah, that is true. I'll be there soon. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It is time for the Costanza stanza. Miss Alexis. Ooh. Let's go. Well, I've been trying to mirror the subjects of the Costanzas after the subject of the episode. This was sort of all over the place, but it was a kind of, what kind of killer are you? Are you an Amityville kind? Mm. A doctor kind? (laughs) A silent angel? What is it? Angel of death kind? Angel of death kind, yeah. Yeah. A silent angel. That's like an angel investor. <laughs> it's the kind of angel I, I want everyone in my life to be silent, silent angels. angels. Yes. <laughs> Just give me money and don't say a word. That's right. Yeah, and get the fuck out. So if George was a killer, what kind would he be? Let's go down the list and disgust. Shall we? <laughs> would he hide in the darkness and watch his prey? Would he follow and stalk Marissa Tomei? Oh my God. Would he dress like a doctor as an angel of death? Would he kill all the men he's jealous of and take their last breaths? Mm. Would he kill for money? kill for fame no he'll kill because of his childhood shame <laughs> that was great yeah yeah it was good i don't know i was trying to or think of a banger for the ending but sometimes george wait. can only take you so far Something, what rhymes with envelope that, what, that should have been it why because he, he killed his fiance with the envelope all right we're gonna end with that everyone <laughs> yes that was poetic This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.